0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Paul and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. How's it going? Good. How are you?
0: Doing good, man. Um, so, special episode today that um, I was happy to have hyped up ahead of time, because when I booked it i really kind of wanted to like talk about it like right away and so it, as i do anytime we were we were able to get a guest to come on i'm so excited and, and happy that i like want to get the word out right away but yet i have to kind of restrain myself right so difficult <laughs> to do so <laughs> last week i'm like i don't even care i want to go ahead and say it and then we'll just move on and then something happens we have to change it that's fine we could do it but at least the word will get out and then that way um people that, you know, our listeners and, and, uh, and our friends can go and look and then, you know, check out his work before listening to the episode. So, with that being said, uh, today we welcome our guests who you may know from movies such as Slender Man, Jungle Land, um, First One In, and roles on television so in such roles as, uh, or shows as Law & Order, SVU, Blacklist. Nosferatu, which I had to sound that out because it's like a license plate NOS or yeah. letter A, number two. But we know and love him for his role as Little Handsome and Lucky Grandma. Please welcome our guest, Michael Tip. Michael, thank you for joining us. Hey, Jeff. Hey,
2: Patrick. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, so, yes, sir. for our, our listeners, um, we'll know because I back in, I wanted I should have written this down as well, but on our previous episode, I'm not going to try and name it. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. September. Um, We had uh, the director of Lucky Grandma, Stacey Seeley, who um, I was lucky enough to talk to and interview. And that, and I really wanted to set that up because I had watched Lucky Grandma like previous, like weeks previous. And I'm like, you know what? I really, like I'd seen it multiple times. Like first I rented it because I heard I'd read, read in uh you know I'd read great reviews about it. And I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. Let me check it out. I rented it when it became available because during the pandemic, that's what you do. You rent movies on, on demand. And oh my God, I love this movie. And then I ended up actually going back and immediately uh when it became available to buy, just went ahead and bought it on iTunes. And I've seen it I think three or four times now. And yeah. one of the things that stuck out was not only not only the role of uh of the grandmother uh played by Sai Chen, but also your role really stood out to me because I found it to be it's odd, at least to me it you know, it came across to me as as very sympathetic character because he was doing his best, but it was just so clumsy between him and his his buddy that I could not seem to get this. <laughs> But he, yeah. he was trying so hard to prove himself, and um, I just felt your role really stuck out. I'm like, I really – it's like, so when we posted and everything, and then you started following us, I go, I go, dude, Patrick, check this out. <laughs> I said, you know what? At some point, we need to see we can get him on because I'd love to talk to him about this and, you know, some of his other work. So with that, thank you again. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like we do, so uh, one of the first things we do whenever we have, whenever we record is we always ask each other what's new because um, working at the same place together but not actually working on the same shift, we don't really see each other. We text about movies and about different things, but we don't really talk. So we always you know, ask each other what's new to try and get caught up. But we always, anytime we have a guest, we always like to ask them what's new, so Michael, what is new with you?
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm in in between um, uh, a few projects right now. So it's a little bit up in the air of where I'll be, uh, um, whether it's L.A., New York or Boston. um, But a a lot of exciting stuff. And so most of my, uh, you know, most of my TV and movie uh, watching stuff, um, you know, I, I do a lot of like. So whatever the, you know, if I'm auditioning for a TV show, you know, I'll then binge it so like i'll binge you know x amount of episodes if right. i get a call back i'll binge the next season and if i get the role i watch every you know i watch i'll watch every every episode so it's so i so basically and you know in the life of an actor i have right. i have i don't know uh you know a bunch of different so many different auditions that i have like two episodes watched of these shows you know to get a gauge of this of the stuff but um yeah my life is all uh is i have three kids three daughters and we're, we're, you know, doing the, you know, doing the pandemic thing. And, and, but for me, for auditions, it's, it's fine. Cause I, I just do it. It's more self tape. So uh, it's actually pretty, it's re- relatively easy. yeah So it's a lot easier for me to be able to tape for something that's in, whether it's in LA or New York or Vancouver or wherever. Are they, what uh,
0: age ranges are your daughters? Oh, they're, uh,
2: two of them are teenagers and one's a preteen. Oh, so, uh, I, I don't, there's not many, there's
0: not many family nights. Yeah. You're, that's a, uh, you're around Patrick's, Patrick's, you know, cause his daughter's a teenager as well. So. Gotcha. Do they watch movies with you?
1: Well, when we were able to go to the theater, that would be my movie buddy. <clears throat> and since the theater shut down, it's been kind of more difficult. And then of course she's older. So she has a older taste in movies now. She's 14. Just started her freshman year in high school, and um, but yeah, that's that's it. Any movie that she wants to see, there's a lot of movies that I've seen that I didn't want to, but because she wanted to see it, we saw it, then we'd have the same reaction sometimes. Like she's like, Oh, that wasn't that great, or it was okay, or it was slow. So I kind of miss going to the theater with her. Uh, that's the secret.
2: The secret is because I didn't actually want- the
1: first movie we had actually, they don't.
2: Yeah, they don't watch um, movies with me at all. So the secret it seems to be is to watch movies that they want to watch because I'm like, no, no, no. Here's what I'm right. watching. Don't watch with me. <laughs> so,
0: so I guess right. that's the the secret is to. Or to have, I've found this out with my daughter at least as far as TV, but sometimes movies. If you already have it on, and there's something kind of funny or something that seems interesting, she'll kind of want to then kind of lean in and kind of want to watch. Or if I then leave, she'll have it on. This is how she, her love for The Office started. Ah. I would have it on while I'm making coffee, getting ready for work. She wakes up. And, and then she'll watch it and start laughing at Steve Carell. And then she's like, can I watch The Office when you leave? I'm like, my heart's like <laughs> grew three sizes. <laughs> like, of course. Please. Except for this episode, maybe this one, But... Um, yeah, now she's like hooked. And um, when uh, when I saw that The Office was on iTunes, the entire series uh, was for thirty dollars. I like jumped on it because I still had a gift card for Christmas, so I used some of that. So nine seasons, I think I paid fifteen dollars. You know, wow, wow great, I, I was like, um, so yeah, she's. I mean, she she watched two today. Her favorite ones were grill, where Michael grills his foot. That's one that she watches over and over. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Because my favorite part is the end when he's taking him to the taking Dwight to the hospital for the concussion, and he's and Jim's using the squirt bottle on both of them because they're both acting like kids. And I I I like every single time. But um, but yeah, my daughter's kind of my movie buddy. My son likes to go to movies too, but um, my daughter will pretty much yeah, she doesn't care. She'll she just likes going. I think more than actually what's being shown most of the time. But, you know, Patrick and I have discussed, you know, over the course of this podcast that I usually gauge how well, how good a movie is, you know, for someone her age by when she says, daddy, when's the movie going to be over? Cause when she says that, that I look and kind of see what time it is. Cause I want to see what part we are in the movie. Yeah. If we are, Five minutes away from the ending, I know she likes it. She might just need to use the bathroom, or is just curious if there's more to it. Um, so that's kind of how I gauge that. And if she doesn't say it at all, I know I, she's got a new favorite movie. That, <laughs> and, and then I just hope and pray it's one I like to enjoy as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, for uh, it's but it is difficult. I think the last one we saw in theater was Onward, back in March. Right, right, uh, okay, yeah, and then it, yeah, and then Disney dropped it. I'm like, oh, look, and then my son was like, I don't want to watch it, I'm like, bro. It's literally right up your alley, it's fantasy and stuff like that. And he he eventually watched it and actually liked it. I'm like,
2: we- well, get, get used to it, that, that's it's going to be more and more, uh,
0: that kind of attitude, right, <laughs> right, Patrick, right? Yeah, well, yep. <laughs> so Patrick, we finally finished watching The Fate of the Furious, so now we. So we did that last week. I've been okay. trying to get my son to watch, be interested in Fast and Furious movies, and we've watched five, six, and seven without any problems. Eight took us three different viewings <laughs> to get through just because of time. <laughs> more, more because of time than anything else. Um, so I told my go, we just have Hobbs and Shaw left. But then the new one's supposed to come out this year <laughs> at some point. Um, sometime. sometime. Uh But if you want, and if you like all of those, we'll go back and watch the first four. But the key ones are when they become more self aware how ridiculous they are, that's the most fun you'll have in these movies. So that's what we have done. So let's see, Patrick, you doing okay? I know you're still waiting on your internet.
1: Yeah, I mean, still struggling with that. Um, actually, got a Call last week where they said all your issues are resolved. Like, oh, try to connect. Nah. Trying to
0: pretend like they know you.
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and then you know, my daughter, her mom, they just they moved out to Smithsville, gotcha. so they're in DeKalb County now. Gotcha. So I was trying to log on to check her grades, and then that's when I that's when they, I discovered that whole different county. Oh, no. But she she's brought her math grades up. Good. so they're uh like in right now other A's. So hopefully she'll keep keep that up. I've noticed that with the virtual learning mm-hmm. her grades are better than when she's actually in school. Okay. So we'll see if that continues with the virtual learning. Okay.
0: Cool. Um we're yeah, yours haven't been too bad. Um, actually they've been no, they've been good. He just has his moments. I don't want to say flakes, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we just keep checking his work and he's good. And, um, but then Grayson being in kindergarten. So my son's virtual, but my daughter was at a preschool and in her preschool, has a private kindergarten. So we just kept her there cause I guess we enjoyed paying for more school. <laughs> no, um, we did it because it was safer and there's less chance of any incidents occurring cause there's less people and less interaction. Parents aren't even allowed in the building. So that helps.
2: So I read it in your uh, in your bios that the kids were named after uh, uh, comic book characters, yeah. um, and I I couldn't think of what I, I mean. I'm not up to it that much, but I was thinking of Grayson. I was thinking, is it Dick Grayson from like Robin?
0: Yeah, because I like na- Nightwings. I love Batman, but I love Nightwing almost more. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of two. It's like two minions almost. Um, so there's that, and then my my wife's from uh, Chicago area. She she'll say Chicago, but. Chicago area and um, you know growing up as a kid I was a Cubs fan and my favorite player was Mark Grace who played first oh, yeah. and so it worked kind of all those favorite things and then uh, so that worked and then my son York, is actually named after a graphic novel series called uh, Why the Last Man and the main character's name is York Brown so his character is named after the Hamlet character so Uh, cool um, cool. they're actually developing the they've been it's been in development hell but um i think they were in the either getting ready to shoot or in the middle of shooting uh the tv show for it like they finally are bringing it to the small screen which really is where it belongs i can't remember if either i want to say it's either fx or amc is the one that's behind it
2: oh Um, cool!
0: yeah so i'm still waiting for that um I can't wait till he's old enough to read those but they're not they're for adults <laughs> from vertigo's line of uh comics so um his mom and I, his mom's actually the one suggested but his mom and i were both fans of that series so we named it after him or named ah, him after really. that plus we know when someone and when the teacher says hey yorick he'll be the only one that turns his head and, uh,
2: <laughs> right
0: eight or nine kids
2: wait me, as a michael i, I you. hear you. <laughs> exactly. especially on on set right it's 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 crazy because there's you know sets are so you know they're they're such huge things so you have you know like literally 50 100 crew members and then and and no joke it's like the head dp is michael and or the assistant uh producer or then the pa is michael and so whenever there's michael it's like i'm you hear like Mike, you know, and then you're all, you. everyone turns and and it's like, it's hard to, and it's it's literally uh, I, I, I all the time. It's every set because it's also the age group too. You know, you have the, it's different if it was like uh, run by something of like millennials now, maybe it wasn't as much, but in my age group, you know, Michael's one of the, the, the most common. And yeah. so, and that's the, those are also the people who are behind the scenes. Right is that age group. So they're the ones who are the, behind the camera. So literally it's all the time. It's like three or four names. And so what they do that they joke around at on on sets is they make the name whoever's a Michael, they kind of change up the like they call him by the last name or this or kind of that sort of thing. But um so you know it's all but I, you know, it's always a funny thing.
0: It is crazy. I I worked uh many, many moons ago about Dude, 18 years now, because I'm even doing the math, even with it being 2021, doing the math there. Um, About 18 years ago, I I worked at a place where there was two Jeffs. And it was funny because we were both from the same hometown. We both went to the same high school, but we didn't know each other. And we had both moved to this town (laughs) after. And it's just really funny. It was just small, you know, small town. Anyways, it was just funny. But he was there first, so he got to be called Jeff. You know, and so then they started calling me J2 because I was the second Jeff. And then another guy that then started, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'll call you Deuce. That sounds a lot cooler. So they started calling me Deuce. And then literally everybody started calling me Deuce. And then everybody we met, I mean, just picked up from there. But that was the only place that I was ever called that because that was the only place I've ever been. Been. Ah. Jeff, oh my, like, oh my God! <laughs> I think it worked out, you know. It's kind of funny, but
2: that's funny.
0: It's funny how you know. Whenever you work at places, you get different nicknames. It's never going to be like the same one. Like people know you from different places, and know you as different names. Because at work, I'm sometimes I'm called Jeff, um, sometimes I'm called Jay, sometimes I'm actually just called J. Hall. So J. Hall, and I will not tell any of those people. Just no, I'll just. Said, well you well, that's fine, but you know my name. It, the J stands for Jeff, so you can just call me. That's fine. I'd rather, <laughs> but whatever works for you, I'm I'm cool with it. So, <laughs> um, but before I forget, because I had to write it down, even even though I remembered earlier. Um, when this, because this will drop. Well, we're recording Sunday, so it'll we'll record. Uh, it'll drop Monday. I want to wish Patrick a happy birthday because tomorrow is his birthday. So, happy birthday, Brother Patrick. Happy birthday, Patrick.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: I, I do have or I. We, uh, we as a household do have a gift for you. So, we or I in, uh, as a representative of the family, we'll find a way to get it to you I could do most things.
1: <laughs> right. All right. <clears throat>
0: it's, you know, it's your birthday, man. I can forget that. Try not to forget that one. <laughs> that.
1: Yep, turned to big four one. Four one
0: huh?
1: Yep.
2: They <laughs> were saying uh, the, the new joke is like the. Uh, can, can you imagine back in the days with your birthday when, when people would actually blow a cake, you know, blow their their saliva all on a cake and then pass it out to everybody?
1: Yeah, right? Yep. Not, can't do that now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's going to be one of those things that's going to change, right? Like, like that's you know, when this when we get out of this this stuff, like what's going to kind of keep what we'll. Go and I think yep. the birthday cake blowing. If you kind of think about it, it's kind of kind of gross, right? You know, kind of blow you know, all, all this whole. whole gross. Thing, right? So I think that's one of the ones that's, that's the one the that things that's going to stay. I think, yeah.
0: I
1: mean, it makes <clears throat> sure. probably get like a high power fan just to. <laughs> 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 that's a cool way.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I used to do this when I was in my teens, where you. Kind of wick your, your thumb and your index finger and just put it out like that. I'm like, yeah. you're not getting it on the food. You're just putting out the candle and then you just be you, the one in charge of picking up the candles and then it still gets put out. Yeah. Like, okay. There you go. I did that in front of my kids one, one time or one year and it made regretted doing it because of course, monkey see, monkey do. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I want to do it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And I tried to do the Jedi mind trick. You will forget that you saw that. <laughs> you right. So. <clears throat> all right. So. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, curious because. With the pandemic going on. How it's been as an actor, especially as somebody in the arts. How it's been trying to. one, work, but also not only work, but also try and audition and try and get roles and kind of get out there when you're not, I mean, obviously Zoom, like what we're doing is one way, but I mean, not being able to actually physically be there, I know it's got to be kind of hard because it's, I mean, Zoom's great, but when you actually physically see somebody, you can kind of, you can see more of their body, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, body language, there we go see how their body language and see how they actually are and how they actually move and the difference between how they normally walk and talk between how they walk and talk as a character.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, it's true. Um, but for me, I actually like it because my, my schedule is always crazy. And so, because I'm, you know, bi-coastal in terms of, uh, you know, for opportunities and, and acting, it's, You know, it it could be flying in here, flying to LA, flying into New York, you know, flying to Boston. It's so it's kind of all over and or driving around in this wherever city I'm in. And, you know, there's a lot of inefficiencies. So you got one audition, one side of town, and then you have the audition like later on, two hours later down the other side of town. And then you got to pick up your daughter in the middle. Like, it's like this crazy, this crazy thing. Whereas now it's all, it's all self-tape auditions. So literally you're. Your, um you know, you do it from home. So, so the efficiencies are great. And I like it because now the casting directors, I think have your feeling, you know, Jeff, in terms of like, like thought of like, well, in person you can get the gauge of the person much better because they're the ones deciding. But for me on, on, on knowing what I'm putting out to them, I can control it with the selfie. So most of the, most of the auditions now are self tape, not, not a Zoom audition. I haven't actually had any Zoom auditions where they call you in person, like do what we're doing here, and then you do your scenes. Most of the stuff that I've done uh, from audition, but are you tape it yourself? You tape the scenes yourself, and then you send it in, and then they've been booking off of that. So it's been it's really interesting. And so the thing with the self tape is I can I can really work it, and if I screw up a line, or if I really I can watch myself too, because if you're in person, you're you you know what you're 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 thinking what you give across give across but if i'm supposed to be playing like a killer or a really tough guy and i'm doing something that's just not i can't tell but on tape i can i can watch myself and so i'm i'm and as from a kind of director producer level which i which i do um i can i can kind of go back and see what i'm giving across so it makes me get give out a better product
0: right okay yeah, because yeah, that's something that I've, I've been kind of curious about for those that are trying to do that. Because I can't imagine, especially, I mean, if you think about it, you know, for like new actors, and I bet it's got to be more difficult to kind of break through as far as trying to audition because you can't physically go somewhere and be like, hey, I'm going to, I mean, I, I guess I really don't exactly know how auditions work. I've never had to do one. I mean, I auditioned for a play in college once and never saw whether or not I got the part. I guarantee it probably never did because I didn't take a look at acting and um and the person i was auditioning against the female was somebody i'd already had a crush on at that point anyway so it made it i was like this is just mean <laughs> i was like i can't believe i'm gonna have to try and do this and then i'm like and the literally the first time i ever I read the uh, material they gave me i had to try and <clears throat> i had to pretend to be an older person that was dying of cancer i'm like how on the wow. how are you supposed to do that? Like wow. certain things you could kind of relate because <clears throat> you know there's certain things you kind of re- pull pull you know emotions and different things from you know different traumas or different feelings you've had in your in your life. But I don't know. At that point, I had never known anybody that had cancer, much less tried to picture what it would feel like. Other than like a, I think I was like pretending to have like a really bad headache. Like I didn't I had no idea how to do. This.
2: You should have st- You should have started with the Wizard of Oz.
0: I know, right? I should. Well, funny you should mention that. So you'll find this as a as a nightmare as my mom did. So I I did help out summer school one year because my mom was a teacher girl uh, when when she was um, was her before she retired. She was a teacher, and so she decided to do summer school because she thought that that was a great idea because she wanted to make more money. And I offered to help as like a para professional type person, and they they hate. The principal decided, "Hey, it'd be a great idea if we did the Wizard of Oz with every, but every single kid in summer school has to be in it. Two hundred kids in a production of a Wizard of Oz.
2: That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of flying mon- monkeys and a lot of
0: uh, monkeys. Yes, indeed, it was. So, two hundred kids. <clears throat> they had to do two produ- two different shows. So, you had two Dorothys, two Gwendas, two witches." two of everything and had split them up and so my mom actually roped me into being a narrator to kind of help speed you know so it wasn't you know it's kind of a shortened version of it abbreviated version of the of the of the of the uh, production so she had me play the author L. Frank Baum and do all the narrations and then every now and then I'd have something I would probably improvise a little bit, um, (laughs) drop a line here or there, which did actually kind of worked out and everybody got a laugh. But I guess technically that was, you know, actually that's probably the last time I've actually done any acting. Maybe, I don't know. My buddies and I did some stuff uh, in college, you know, just for fun. um, But we never did anything with it. Um, So yes, I did. I have actually been in a production of The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) My mom says the most stress she's ever been doing anything but everybody like from top to bottom, every person that, uh, er- all the parents and the, you know, and the principal, you know, were all so over in the moon, excited about how it turned out. She's like, I can't, the principal's like, I can't wait to see what we do next year. <laughs> My, mom's Never like, My mom's like, it won't be me. <laughs> <She's> I <like, "No." laughs> like, think this is a one-time gig, uh, but yeah, I have actually done that. <clears throat> but, uh, Oh, God. I'd actually, until you had said something, I've completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Bless our hearts. Um, so, uh, I forgot I was going to go with. So, have you been able to watch, I mean, have you watched anything recently uh, as far as like movies or even TV shows? I mean, have you been with the quarantine? Is there anything at least that you know of that you've watch that's kind of stand out to you that's like wow this is really good or wow this you know yes
2: i mean there's a lot of good stuff out there now and like i was saying you know i do i watch a lot of um, things that i'm up for yeah. but the the show that i think is the one of the best on tv and, it's, and unfortunately it's not for not for any of your kids um 14 year old now <laughs> maybe an 18 year old but but is the as warrior oh okay and, yeah. on uh it's on now on hbo max it is the Bruce Lee. It's so you are talking about uh, uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Justin Lin, so the director yeah. of Fast Furious. Um, he's he's the executive producer. of This it's with uh, it's it's also produced by Shannon Lee, which is Bruce Lee's um, daughter. Okay, and uh, a bunch of my friends are on the cast, um, and I got a chance to, to talk with them uh, before their season two premiere. But it is so good. It, it's about uh, it's about San Francisco in like the nine, 18, 90s, 90s, around that time. And so it talks about the Irish, uh, immigrants, the Asian immigrants and the, uh, and, and the, uh, the, um, just the general, uh, you know, um, politicians and things like that. It's, and the action is amazing, amazing. And it's, it's, it's a great show. So, it, you know, definitely not for kids, okay. but, um, but, Eighteen and over,
0: highly recommend. Okay, awesome, cool. Um, yeah, I actually waited until I guess season three came out, but I've I binged uh, Cobra Kai uh, all three seasons within like as many days, really. I mean, it helps because um, they're thirty, you know, roughly between thirty to forty minutes along most episodes, and there's only ten up ten to I think like ten episodes a season. So it didn't take very long. You figure that's like five hours per season. I mean, it doesn't take very long to get through. And I was surprised about how much I actually liked it. As someone that grew up with the Karate Kid and Karate Kid 2. I don't much like a lot of sequels, I really don't count past like the second one. <laughs> um Karate Kid Three was I guess I don't even know if I ever, ever saw it all the way through.
2: That was shot in my that was shot in my high school.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, it's Karate Kid Three
2: and uh and and i'm I'm friends with tamlin and and yuji who are the who are the who are the uh characters in karate kid 2 okay he came back for cobra kai uh season three i haven't seen it yet but they're uh they're the the love interest right and daniel's love interest and his enemy out in for season two i guess they're back in season three
0: yes that's awesome so yeah i watched it and i'm like oh my god this is You know, because other than the fact that it's just great nostalgia, you know, because that's I mean, a lot of it, you know, it's kind of the base. I want to say the base, but it's a reason why a lot of, you know, a lot of people our age really enjoy it, because it's like it's the nostalgia of these characters, of the actors, seeing them come back, seeing. I mean, it's it's I uh, it's sort of similar. And just follow me on this on this line of thought here. It's sort of similar to the Fast and Furious for me and how I explained it to my son, I said, the fast and furious franchise is basically a, a guy's soap opera. I mean, it's, it's a soap opera for dudes because it's got, it's got love interests. It's got people that die. It's got people that come back from the dead. It's got people with amnesia that forget. And then they, then they come back and they start remembering things. I said, nobody, it's kind I said, nobody really dies just like a soap opera they just come back later on. Yeah. I said, and that's kind of what I like about the show is that, is that it's kind of like a soap opera, but it's, you know, it's, and, but it's a, it's got a good, the way they do it is done very well. Um, as far as like the drama, uh, the nostalgia is awesome. The fact they put an 80s music um, in with it too. And then, yeah, season three, I'm like,
2: oh, so no, I, no spoilers. I'm not there yet.
0: Yeah, uh, I was just like, "Oh, Chosen's back!" I'm like, uh, I was getting very excited. You know, when he goes back to Okinawa, I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, he's," I was like, "I was like, wow, he's aged really well compared to like the other, you know, a lot of the other characters." I'm like, "He's aged very well." I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I said, "Look how I'm like, look how fit he still looks." I wish I could, you know, it's like, he, yeah. must, he must do exercises. Well, no,
2: I think one of the things on that is because when they shoot those, you know, a lot of these times they shoot these 20 something year old movies or, you know, when they're playing 20 year olds, you know, you could have a guy who's 31 playing 22 so, or you could have a guy who's like 22 playing 22. So, of course, 20 years later, the the guy 31 is now 50, you know. Wow. And the 20 year old is 40. So, you know, they're like, all right, they kind of look their age then. But, but yeah. because you know, so many like kind of like uh, Luke Perry in uh, 90210 like he was like whatever you're supposed to be a 20
0: year old and he was like 40 or something right. back then. And that's what ended. So, oh, I can't spoil. Um, there's a character in the show that was from I'll just say a character from the show that was in the original movie that makes that comes back and you're like, Wow, he that's like you know, a kind of unrecognizable, you know, one that's actually kinda unrecognizable. So, but so of course you get on IMDb and then look at the which one he was and everything, like, yeah, that's who I thought it was. But then you look at his age there and what age the, you know, what year the movie came out and he was like twenty three playing a high schooler, which you know, and especially in the eighties most most care you know most most actors were in their twenties playing you know sixteen year olds you know? right. that's right I always found that humorous you know like <laughs> now now oh, there's continue to actually play teenagers it's kind of weird
2: and that's well that's a because uh, it because of the rules anybody under eighteen there's there's a lot of um rules on like how you how many hours you can shoot and you need yeah. to have schooling and all that sort of thing. So it's much better and the maturity level, you know, so you're much, so there's, there's a group of actors, you know, at that stage where essentially you're in your twenties, but you're, you're like known as the, the high school people. So when they need high schoolers, they kind of pick from that 20 year old pool.
0: And so that's like a,
2: it's kind of, it's a thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Cause um, so we talked, now it's been back in, I won't say August. Um, we talked to director Trish C who directed uh Netflix is uh, the Sleepover, Pitch Perfect three, and um, Step Up All In, and she would, and we were talking to her because the Sleepover had just dropped on Netflix, and she, you know, uh, it's a lot of kids in that movie, and so we were talking to her because we knew vaguely about the child laws as far as acting and you know school, trying to get their school in, but also trying to shoot at night because there's only a certain amount of hours they are allowed to work, you know, and and she was talking about how hard it was for them to. Did all those night shoots in? That's right. With what they needed to do and get that and still be within the rules. I'm like, that sounds horrendous. I'll be like, all yeah. right, all these night shots are getting switched today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna, everything's going to just take place during the day, even though it's called a sleepover and it's supposed to take place at nine. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, right. We'll
0: save post.
2: So yeah, either that or bring in all the black, the black uh, tinted
0: windows. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's just Like. It's- Everything's indoors, so it's all black. There we go. Nighttime, Um, but yeah, it's uh, but yeah. So I watched all three seasons of uh, Cobra Kai, and I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm I'm in. So, um, pretty sure. I think they think I read somewhere they've already got signed on for like two more seasons because because when it moved to Netflix, so I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I gotta I gotta catch up on season three. Uh, I'll, I'll. I might do that tonight. There you go. You know, get back to me. I'm curious what you think, um, Patrick. What have you, what have you been watching
1: lately? I finished Bridgerton okay. on Netflix. Uh, that's takes place more like the Regency era of London. I heard a lot of people that I'm friends with on Facebook was posting about it, and so since I don't have internet, I had to take my tablet to work and download the episodes while I was there. Then I yeah, watched it when I got home. Bring it back. That's yeah, one. yeah. So, um, I thought it was, I like that. I like the show. It, I, it grew on me after the second episode. Like the first episode, I was just kind of like, I don't know. But um, I don't know. Just the way they the, the talk, the style. I probably can't get too used to the style. But just their, their, the way they speak. Yeah. I always, I always kind of mimic that. Even when I was younger, it just brought me back to those days when I would just try to act all proper and whatnot. <laughs> But uh I thought it was a pretty solid episode. Pretty solid season. It's only like uh eight episodes, I believe. Okay so hour each. And pretty pretty easy to binge. Okay.
2: It's really interesting that, that mean the main guy is now number one on IMGB. Really? Yeah, the number one ranking. Cause uh you know, <laughs> he's the he's the heart thr- the new heartthrob.
1: Heart um yeah so yeah, my, like, like one of my epi friends post. Uh, she posts, she has like a special uh, one of the characters, I think it's his friend Will. She posts about him every night, just like, this is Will Hour, and posts random pictures from the show. And then so it's definitely caught on.
0: I'm surprised my wife hadn't started doing that. She watched it too, but she's my wife's thing <laughs> to get through the pandemic right now, or to really just get through most things. My wife's a nurse, so it's, but she's a, uh, she's a urology for pediatric urology um so she what what helps her get through most nights and everything is just watching tiktok videos which to me i can't because it's just i don't want to say it's frantic it's it's just you know it's kind of the same reason why i never could get could handle snapchat it's just because it's just so quick and so fast and there's just so many different things going on yeah it reminded me of growing up with my brother and him trying to find something on the tv he would keep it on the channel for twenty seconds and it's just if even that long and just keep channels serving. And it would just kill me. And so I would uh, so TikTok's not for me. I usually put a headphone in and put a movie on or a show or something. I'm like, I can't put an end in the ear <laughs> because it's bringing her joy and want her to it. So but one of her TikTok videos was talking about Bridgerton and they referred to it her they referred to it as uh, uh as uh, it makes me posh and horny. So So anytime she's watching, I go. You are watching your posh and horny show? She's like, (laughs) um,
2: it's funny. My my wife is the same thing uh, with TikTok. So she and so the reason why I didn't even know about it, uh, I should have with Chanda Rhimes, but I didn't know about it. But the reason why my wife started watching it was because she's a TikToker at night, and so it went it went viral on TikTok. And then which is interesting because from a movie pers- TV movie perspective, you know, mark the traditional marketing, you really have to if you if you're a a, a hip company trying to, you know, do things kind of new, that's the better way to market. Is you get some of these like TikTok, you know, stars and you start getting them some, you know, some of the, the tchotchke stuff, you know, and getting them to talk about it. I mean, that's the way to market,
0: right? Doing-
2: it's cheaper than like yeah. hey
0: like a dollar or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right. Here's a shout out, you know? Yeah. Right. Even better. Um, I can, I can't, you know, I, I just, I've watched her watch a few of those and I'm like, it's just, I'm not made for that. <laughs> That's I'm like, God, I, cause even Snapchat, i tried doing Snapchat. I just never could get there. I just couldn't get there. Um, I could do Facebook. I could do Instagram. I could do Twitter in moderation. <laughs> um, for Sandy. And then that's really about it. I mean, I can't even Twitter, I, I did for probably nine months to a year. And then I just can I just felt like I could just never keep up. And so I got rid of it. I'm like, this is for the birds. And then literally, uh, no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, I came back to it later and I just, but I've learned just to do that in moderation uh, and all that. But yeah, it's, uh, it is funny. So I've got a question cuz I've as somebody that's kind of I've gone and you know cuz I try and do some preparation <laughs> um for uh for people. So I've I tried to watch as much as your body work as possible um that I could find that I didn't you know that I wasn't already aware of. One of the things I know I've enjoyed and I don't want to speak for Patrick but um I think he found uh interesting where actually your youtube videos of things you've actually directed and produced and put out and um one of the things i found humorous was that you did one on uh iron on iron fist called irony fist which i think was i, I absolutely loved and thought it was hilarious and but it had a you know had a good message to it at the same time i'm like oh my god we're there with like bro you're not the only one that feels this way we are here with you and then i found it humorous because then you were actually on iron fist i'm like and i'm and one thing i'm kind of curious on which one came first well
2: that that's funny you caught it because everyone else didn't catch it so you have see right so you had to be you had to be a a, a comic guy mm-hmm. and a kind of and a marvel series guy and uh you know kind of and an asian connected to it to know that to connect those things because um because if marvel knew that there's no way they would put me in it um and so i mean that was a small i had a smaller role but still they just wouldn't have had me in it and um and i was also in in uh so my my claim to fame with the marvel stuff is i i played two characters in the marvel universe one is a, a one in daredevil you know a small thing in daredevil and a small thing in iron fist but um my thing, but back to the question, it was the, it was the video first. My video of irony fist was first. And then when they cast you I'm like, uh, maybe you haven't looked at my social media, but, uh, but I mean, you know, I don't even, I forget the guy's name, uh, who played Danny, um, uh, the guy in game of Thrones. Um, but he's got to realize it too. Like, I mean, he was like doing like ballet moves, not like Iron Fist, like the best guy in the world. And and the thing is, Iron Fist got me in so many. And I know we're kind of on a tangent, but here, here's an example of you know my videos and representation, and it and it ties into this. Was that the way Iron Fist originally? Did you guys read those comics in the beginning?
0: I've read a few. I'm more of a DC person, but I do read Mar- some Marvel. But I know a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, because when they first started it, it was because you couldn't. They they really couldn't have had. It was based on off of Bruce Lee, you know. So it was it was kind yeah. of like really could have been an Asian guy, but back in the seventies, it was not. It was not. You know, it's harder to do. Right. So when they made the they when they did the remake, and they could have Danny Rand could have been the they could have said it back to the original, which I understand, or they could have jumped to the original intention. Um, and so they decided to go with the, the way it went, which is fine. But the thing is when you, sh- when they show the series, the way they show like the Asian American males, uh, which is a big thing for me because on TV, cause it's, you know, I've grown up, you know, growing up in the eighties with the, with, uh, long duck dong and, and then the nineties with Ken Jong and the hangover, you know I mean? Like, like where's like the regular guys, like, like right. why we- and so, but iron fist you know, with that whole thing of who they could have picked for Iron Fist, it was the same thing, uh, the way they portrayed like the guy, the hammer, the guys with the the, the hammer uh, gang. So here there's a scene on like episode three and Danny, the, Iron Fist is caught. Uh, he catches this this low level, like regular level gang guy and the gang is not Asian and they end up having a fight with this regular level not like the boss like the regular of a guy and even using his iron fist the power they break even in other words like the guy he saves the the documents but the guy gets away like so the, in other words it's a it's a tie right non asian guy the next seriously the next episode it's with the 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 hammer uh, i forget the name of the hatchet men. Yeah. and there's like 10 of them these are like fighters, right? For but they're Asian. They're fighters. And he they and so they steal they take kidnap the woman. And and Iron Fist goes through this hallway with these guys with hatchets, like 10 of them, mm-hmm. and beats them all up without using his iron fist. And right before he gets the final guy who's got the woman hostage, that the, the Asian guy. She he punches her, like like kind of a low blow punches her, you know. It's kind of like and so it's like it's you kind of it's like it was so clear to see that episode, and then the one before when it was a bad guy who was the low level bad guy, not Asian, and it was like a a fight, you know, an even fight. So it's like those are the kind of things where a lot of people you you know you wouldn't notice that, but as an Asian male in this in Hollywood. I knows all of that stuff. And it's like, geez, it's like, like it's kind of embarrassing when you see it. <laughs> like if you go back and watch those two episodes, you're like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. I probably actually will. Cause I'm kind of curious. Cause I, because up until that series, all the other series have been great writing, acting stunts have been awesome. Um, I think that one stairwell scene in daredevil where he's going down that stairwell, having to fight all those guys and the camera just follows him down the stairs the way like it, it's seamlessly edited. So it, it, it seems like it's got some sort of dolly or, you know, tied on something where it goes down the stairs, but it's, it cuts to somebody following him on uh, what steady, like Steady cam operated like behind him too. But they've made it seamless to where it seems like it's like almost like one shot. I don't really know how they did it, but it's, I keep trying, I do kind of pick apart that sometimes, trying just to kind of because I'm like, this is really cool. Now, I back, really now, now I don't want to know how they did it and follow them around, um, because I find that very interesting. So, I, I uh, so, uh, like scenes like that the scene in uh, what was it Punisher when he's escaping the prison, and it's all yep. it seems like it's just one take in the choreography. Well, it's you know, stunt choreography in that fight. I mean, all of that was before, like, the show, and then you get to the show, and you're like, what is this? You know, and what it reminds me of, and I didn't think of it till just now, so my daughter's in dance, so we watch movies that have, they're like dance movies, where they're like dance competitions, and um, her favorite ones, Feel the Beat on Netflix, which is about as, I mean, it's a great, fun movie. She absolutely loves it. Watches over and over, but it's like not how competitions work. And some of the dancing is, like, not really dancing. And um, one of the things we kind of noticed, because we started watching The Masked Dancer, is not really a whole lot of, dance, like, actual dancing, dancing. It's a lot of kind of wandering around. and kind of just, you know, looks more like exercises or whatever. But it makes wow. sense, because they have a mask on, and they can't really see. But it's very kind of just not really what it is. And that's kind of what this kind of reminds me of, is that when they... Sh- do iron fits. It's not really fighting. It's just, cause I don't like talking bad about a production, but it, it seems like it's almost like lazy choreography and that's probably not true because I have zero experience in it. But when you compare it, you know, if you're using it as like a comparison between the other two shows, or even, you know, with Cage or Jessica Jones, it's the way it's shot and choreographed. It seems lesser,
2: if you if you like fighting, you got to
0: see that, that checkout warrior.
2: So amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: and it just I, I, so I had I had issues there. I also had issues just because the story was kind of not real great, um, but also not knowing much about him. So I was just kind of just going with it. I'm like, all right, I'll keep watching because you know there's some acting that I some of the actors actually do kind of like in that show, but not. But I'm like, I'd almost rather him like um um what's her name? Uh his love interest slash counterpart, uh is it called Colleen Wing? Uh, yeah. She's I'd great. I'd rather watch her than him. She, like, I, I think she was better at acting, better at her fight scenes were seemed more I don't want to say authentic, but I mean they were better done they're what better done. I don't think Tim Jones is a bad actor. I just don't think he was made for this role. Like he would have been great as somebody else in the show placed in a different situation. Cause he was good on game of Thrones, but as far as the show, I don't think he was the most suited for it. I totally. think he might've just had more clout because of coming off of game of Thrones.
2: Yeah. And, and you, know, I, I don't blame him. I don't at all, you know, and, and it's very easy to blame the actor, but that's where the producers, because you know, my slide is not on him. It's the because you're you know, if if you're going to pick me as like the uh, the next uh, Hulk or whatever, yeah. you know, to play actually the Hulk. I'm like, if you pay me, did if you're going to hire me to do it, I'll do it. It's not, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the best casting de- de- decision, but I'll do it. So you can't blame. I, I don't blame the actor either. It's, yeah. it's 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 in that case to me it was the producers because it just it, there's so many things wrong with it, but. But yeah, so we we use videos like that to kind of make our just to make our point there, and and just to to kind of highlight some of those highlight some of those things that are like you know you could kind of miss or you kind of wanted a rebuttal and there's no real way to do it, and so we did it. We think the best way I do it with my co-producer uh, Teo Arbelada at Teo Arbelada Films. We. We, we think it's important that when there's a rebuttal or some sort of parody of it or some sort of response or tribute that it's in the same format as the format that it's, it's first done in, right. because I think it's more powerful than, than for example, an article, you could have wrote an article about why Iron Fist didn't make what some of the issues with Iron Fist compared to seeing it, yeah. the response I think was more powerful.
0: Yeah. And, you know, by adding the comedic element makes it also more entertaining and kind of also helps drive that point, you know, that point across. Um, Patrick, what was the one you watched that you were telling me about?
1: Um, <clears throat> the, this is Asian America. I believe that's on the, the YouTube channel. <clears throat> Let's see. It was, because the original This is America just seemed like it was Donald Glover talking about you know, blacks in America. So Asian America, it was just saying how how life in America is as an Asian. And then it kind of led me to other people's videos, but they were more doing it from their country. Like I saw um, this is Jamaica, this is Germany, or this is Italia. And um, I mean, those are cool videos, but um, yours was more toward just showing how life in America is for Asians, just like Dan, Donald Glover was talking about how life is in America for Blacks. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Yeah, that was uh, yeah, we definitely it was a uh number one, it was a tribute to Carlos Gambino and Donald uh, yeah. Glover, no doubt. Um, and we've loved it. And it was and and uh what we wanted to show was to use his platform to uh to show not necessarily like the the, the stereotypes of the things about Asians that people don't talk about. You know, they talk about the they talk good yeah. at math, they talk about the uh you know, the, 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 the different, the, you know, kind of model minority stuff, you know, they kind of talk about those things, but they don't talk about this. There's so many other things that are happening in the community that if you're not Asian, you don't know about. And it's, and it's very, it's very present. It's very prevalent. It's, 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 it's in the communities. It's just never, it's never talked about outside. And so we wanted to use that as an area to say, Hey, it's not just all, this, 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 that, you know, the, the kind of the good stare or, you know, the good stuff, there's a lot of stuff there that's going on too, that, that uh, people should be aware of, or at least not feel, you know, to realize that there is some issues like gambling. Uh, You know, there's, this, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, Asian females get, you know, are in issues of domestic violence, uh, gambling issues. And the, the, when you have, when you come across as a stereotype that everyone gets like, you know, great are are all really smart and get great grades. What if you're like the average kid? Not also you like, you're like, there's like this double thing. Not also you're bad as a, as a, you know, regular kid, but now you're an Asian and you're, I mean, I mean, there's like things like that, that it, that are kind of unrealistic. And so we want it. And there's, and it's one of the highest Asian, uh, Asian Americans are one of the highest suicide rates. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things where we wanted to make sure that
0: uh, we wanted to kind of
2: show that side of things.
0: You know, and, for, for me at least, um, <clears throat> uh, back you know, a few years back, I worked um, on a college campus as a police officer, uh, and one of the things, went a lot of the calls we'd have to go to, kind of towards, you know, Thanksgiving, usually, because um, we would get um, a lot of um, people from overseas that would, you know, were here for school, and they would stay because, you know, it costs a lot to fly back and then come back, you know, a week later. And so they would stay, but we would get a lot, and that would be one of the things that we, a lot of calls will be that we would have to respond to um, between that time of year and, you know, time, you know, around finals week was that we would get a lot of calls where we, you know, we have students that are, um, you know, threatening suicide. And a lot of them were from, from the Asian community because, you know, one thing that once you actually make a point to try and learn about other ethnicities and how their culture is, um, aside from what you just basic interaction, if you don't actually try and make a point to try and learn where one, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice, especially as a police officer, because we're many different hats. Um, one of those being social worker, you know, psychiatrist. I mean, as, yeah. You know, yeah. And so it's, it only does you more of a, you know, a, you know, a disservice if you don't try and take into account, try and learn more about different ethnicities and what expectations, you know, especially for kids and kids college ages um, are because the cultures are different. You know, if I were to go home with a B or, you know, B or C, you know, my parents may ask why, because, you know, why are we paying? I mean, you know, all right, you know, you still passing, you know, we're, are you still able to move on? Are you trying to, yeah, I just had, I was just, you know, for me, I'm horrible at math. So me not doing good in math classes, is not going to be, you passed. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you have to take any more? Um, but for, for some cultures, especially Asians, um, that I, you know, my experience of having to deal with those students, they would, they would just have this tremendous amount of pressure because if they didn't go home with good grades, they would, their family would feel like it's a, like they're just honoring them, and so it's hard for them to go back, and they can't go back home with either a B. Which to me, I'm like, really? I mean, because I, yeah. my parents would to kill for, it's just, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But you know, it's and so it's something with stuff like that. You have to. It, it was really hard for you know. It was, I don't want to say it was eye but it it gave me more of an understanding. It made made me want to learn more about how different people you know worked and everything thankfully we've never knock wood had a student um you know at least an undergrad student you know where that couldn't get resolved you know peacefully and you know without any real serious issues um so fingers crossed on that um so since you brought up gambling this is me my attempt at a segue
2: um,
0: (laughs) since you bring up gambling um, I would like to talk to you about um lucky Grandma, which is about a, a an elderly woman, which I'm sure sidechain would love me saying that, but um but I mean her character is an elderly woman who goes and sees a fortune teller more or less, and says she's gonna you know rake in some money um coming soon she she hops on the bus and goes i'd see uh. I thought they went to like Atlantic City. Like I never knew where else they might have gone because I don't know the East Coast that well at all. I've been to Atlantic City and I've been to DC and that's the closest I've been, um, uh, other than Pennsylvania. So but I just assumed they went there. She makes a killing and because of her when she's like, Well, I'm just gonna keep playing and then she strikes out and then and then literally on the drive home money literally falls in her lap and then uh (laughs) didn't tell anybody um because it belongs to a dead person that you know is a part of your crew i guess (laughs) so you and then uh god i mean we've all i've seen her in tons of roles but it's one of those actors where you know you've seen them in a ton of things but you can remember what and then you go back and you look and like oh She's been in movies for 50 years. Okay. Yeah,
2: Zena Royale. The, you know, back in a Bond movie, back in the 2 right. Joy Luck Club, uh, so many different movies all over. She's had a six-decade career.
0: Yeah. That's, wow. And when I was in our interview with, with uh, Stacey, I told her, I'd, I really hope she gets a nomination for Best Actress. Because I, to me, still to this day, after the – I think I counted Patrick. I was at 180-something movies for the year. Uh, for oh. 2020, and but that's that's not just movies that came out in 2020. That's all movies I saw for the year. Still, one of my favorite female performances of the year. Um, and I just my fingers I can't get crossed anymore. That I just you know I've seen a couple of critics awards for the year. And, um, I know Frances McDormand's getting a lot of praise for her movie that's going to be coming out in a couple months or next month. But I really just I want her to at least get nominated because I really feel that her not even so much as what she says, but how she just her facial expression facial expression. Oh, so, yep. Oh, my God. Which, you know, too, you know, it's coming back to your performance, though, is also kind of the same way. It's not so much what you say, but just the expression on your face trying to deal with these people is just hilarious. And just like like I was telling you earlier, just sympathetic, you know, just you're. You just want you know, like you want the best for like all of these characters, but you know that's not how that's going to work out. <laughs> um. So kind of what I want to talk about. What was your experience like working on this film? Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that about me, but but thank but definitely about but Sai Chin because she
2: I you know I'm. I'm biased, but take away my bias and I'm trying to look at it objectively. She deserves, I mean, she is so good at it. She's just so good at it and what she's able to convey. I'm, I'm, and unfortunately the awards uh, talking, because we're right in the award season and and, um, you know, uh, as you guys know, I'm in another movie. That's, that's a lot of movie uh, sound and metal. That's getting a lot of award stuff. Um, But it's, it's, it's really a money game, unfortunately. So it's a lot of bit about how much can you put out and to push and send out and market and advertise. So it's, it's much more of a business of the awards yeah. than just the true nature of it. But yeah, if there's any, and, but she is up, I mean, we're, you know, the first up is uh the, the spirit awards and then, uh, and then the bigger stuff. Um, but we're hoping, cause she is so good. And, and this is, I mean, the thing about, this is the thing about Hollywood that, is that she was? She was really one of the most well-known actresses mm-hmm. uh, overseas too, in, in, in London, she was in London. She was like she was a huge star there. She's all I mean these major stars. She was telling me stories of stories with like uh, you, you know uh, Sean Connery with with uh, with um, uh, Cary Grant with I mean just these amazing people. Every icon in the yeah. 50 60 70 i mean she is with them and she's whole and her talent wise was i mean in some ways better than all these yet she really has never had a chance to show it really and it, until she's 86 years old for this movie she's in like every scene of the movie and she carries it with the humor and the straight and the, the comebacks and and it's in a foreign language it's in a language that she's uh it's not her first language she's not it's not like she's fluent she's she's not like um Someone who was in, you know, she was in, in London and in the US. So she heard her Chinese was kind of a second thing and she was wow. so good. Um, yeah. So t- getting the ability to work with her and, and you know, before Crazy for from, from an Asian American, you know, we've had these kind of characters. The, the last big one before Crazy in 2018, was Joy Luck Club in 1993. So 25 years, there's really nothing. Uh, you know, different characters here and there, but nothing really. And so Club, and she was one of the stars, the ones that you remember. Actually, her and her daughter is Waverly, is Tamlin Tamita, my friend, who's in Cobra Kai, Kid uh, 2, and now Cobra Kai Season 3. Um, but, but but to be in a scene with her, to be able to work with her for a movie, I mean, she, she is such a character. Her stories are unbelievable. She, it's like, a, I, I was like, to me, it was like an acting class every day. Every day, they're paying me to be in a movie with her, and I can watch her and everything—her takes, her try, her way she's present, the way she's able to to um, to do di- do different styles, her subtlety. It was a—I mean, it was like a dream come true. That's why, like Stacy, I'm like Stacy, thank you. Like you know, she's like you know, Mom, Mike, thanks for doing. It. I'm like, no, 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 thank you for for giving me the the opportunity to be with. A, a, a great like her and uh and i mean not even just that from like a from a from that factor but there's also the side of like um she's a character i mean she can drink more than i can drink like you go to drink i mean she she's like you know next you know like whoa you know, and she's small there's a picture of us uh next to each other and and she is um you know, she's not a big lady. She's a small lady, and yet yeah, she can drink and put them down with the best of them. So, she's, yeah, what a what a what an opportunity, what a what a experience. Yeah. So, so
0: when you uh, uh, you knew you were getting, you know, that you were you know, have this role. role uh, what was your approach coming to this character? I mean,
2: because I had just gotten off. Uh, yeah, I had just gotten off uh, two more. Uh, to a jungle land with Charlie Hunnam and, and Sound of Metal with Ahmed, And then on the, on the other side of it was, was Blindspot. So this was kind of right in the middle where it was a very different type of thing compared to a, like a more of a realistic type of scenario. This was kind of a, you know, like you remember, it's definitely more of a, a little bit twisted reality, comedic kind of piece. And so uh, and to play something that was so opposite of kind of who I not really fully opposite, but definitely like not a, you know, I'm not a, you know, it's a different kind of character. It was so fun because you could, you would have to, you know, I had to get in kind of to this like kind of crazier mindset and I would kind of like, and I don't have, I didn't have like the Juilliard type of training. I tra- I trained by years of on, on set. So um, I I had my own way of like kind of getting myself like in this like, you know, just kind of like a boxer. You know, like like punching myself. You know, getting myself in the in the mode and uh, getting myself in that that mentality. And and I would need like, and this was just for me. It's just I would need like half an hour before I got on set to kind of get in this like, you know, kind of this this character. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun to to play something that was, you know, a, a little unpredictable, a little edgy. Like you said, a little sympathetic, a little bit clownish but a little bit but trying to take himself serious so it was it was it was great to try to to do a character like that which i've not been able to do before
0: right because you were because right, you were uh, your partner i guess uh talk mark uh played by what is who is actually an improvised you know an improviser he's a comedic actor yeah so, yeah uh, I, I think this is one of those things i didn't actually ask Stacy when i was talking to her um, were you guys actually given a chance to do any sort of improvising? You know, like basically do this way, and then you guys get a turn to do to try something different.
2: Yeah, um, we weren't because first, because the the language um, <laughs> it, 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 it's a whole separate issue with Asian American actors. Is that Asian American actors ninety nine percent? Well, not I would say that high, but a big portion of Asian American actors are American right. first. You know, so their first language is English. And then like mine and my, and the, and the Chinese part of it is, is like, you know, someone taking, you know, years of Spanish. and all of a sudden like you're in a Spanish movie and now you're supposed to be from Spain. Like, uh, what? know, yeah, Like, so it's hard. So th- That's like kind of a natural thing yeah. that 90% of 99% of Asian American actors go through. So we couldn't really improvise that way, but we did have a chance to play with our characters in between, um, because we couldn't improvise, because the <laughs> we would, I wouldn't understand what he was saying. He wouldn't understand what I was saying. I wouldn't understand what I, I myself was saying. I went off on script, but, uh, uh, but, the but the ability to kind of play each, each other in and um, and that and the, the, the audition was uh, was uh, fun. Was fun because the thing because is, is because the the audition audition actually the audition was a, whole different, a whole different, story, whole different story story. But we had those guys guys, guys like 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 I'm trying to play a gangster and play a tough guy compared to these guys with like real true, like gold grills and like, like the full like host arm sleeve, the tattoos, like they were coming in. I was like, I was like, when I first got into the audition, when at first I'm like, uh, maybe I should just turn around and go back home. because I'm not going to go, I'm not going to get this role compared to these guys. And, but yeah, you know, cause it's hard to get the tone of it just from the script. But uh, so it, it was a funny thing. Woody felt the same way as like, he, cause he's, he's a thin guy, you know, not very physically intimidating. We're supposed to be like these, these gangsters. And so, and when we were in a room of like, kind of true tough guys, you know, like literally that guy came out of like, you know, prison, like, you know, last week, like yeah, we were a little, yeah. it was a little intimidating during the, the process. That's funny. That's funny.
0: Yeah, I think, it, no, worked. I think it, worked. it worked out great considering um, the, cause I think it worked at least comedically to have you and Woody there. And then, <laughs> And then you have uh, Big Pong, which is ridiculously tall. Um, you know, just the height difference in alone just is, you know, always funny just to, as far as whenever you're trying to do something comedic as far as even just fighting or trying to, you know, things like that. And then just seeing his height difference next to Sai Chin as well is just...
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah he's six seven and they called him he was about he's a full-time he was a professional basketball player oh. in taiwan and they called him uh uh they called him big Shaq. oh yeah
0: that yeah so
2: sense. yeah when he met he, he he knows shaq and Shaq called him that too so <laughs> um what was I gonna
0: talk about? so i know you've got three um i know you've got at least for what I've seen, you've got like three things that you're working on. Um, you got a rolling free guy, which is the new Ryan Reynolds action movie that was supposed to come out this past year. Um, but obviously due to COVID, they're postponed it to this year. I think they, I think i saw the whole app. The last thing I saw was that it's expected in May. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess you probably can't talk too much about it, but I'm sure that was probably another fun set. Because it just looks like it's going to be, you know, fun and kind of ridiculous. Um.
2: Yeah, I think it's. It seems like I haven't seen it yet, but it's. It seems like it's going to be a movie that's going to be, uh, you know, definitely like take you know, watch with the kids. Like I think it could be that kind of that kind of style. Um, but yeah, it's. I th- that was that was actually my. F- I think it's my fourth movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds, and it's very different because he's the lead, and I, and. I'm a, um, uh, in my roles with him are small roles, and the, fir- and the first two were as I was a I was a background. Uh, it was the one was um, the proposal was one. Okay, yeah. We, I'm, I'm blanking on another one. I was in the movie with him with R uh, I in R I P D with uh, Jeff Bridges and and Ryan Reynolds and another one of his movies too. I can't, I can't place it, but, but yeah, so it's great to be with him. And then I just watched, uh, killing Eve. And so with oh, Jodie Comer, oh, um, you know, I'm not sure how many, how much we kept from the scene, but, but, uh, you know, I've thing with Jodie Comer. So, uh, and she's,
0: she's really cool.
2: Have you guys seen killing Eve?
0: I've seen the first season, but I haven't. Yeah. I've watched
2: yes. It. So she's like this killer, you know, she looks tough in this killer, but in person, she's actually really, she's actually much younger than she portrays. And so, in on set, she's actually very. She was kind of really quiet, and I was like, huh, you know, I wonder. I just wonder if she was standoffish, but it wasn't that. She was just. She's like young. She's like mid twenties or something, and so here she is. So it was. It wasn't that. I started, once I started once I get her talking to her. No, she's like completely bubbling and completely. You know, great person to. Great, but she's so. I kind of forget how her age because she plays such. More mature, like you, I, you wouldn't think she's 20s and killing Eve, right? You're, right. You're I, like, I thought 30s yeah, yeah. So, no, she's young, so she she plays this amazing actress, and to have that kind of thing, and um, yeah, that was a fun thing to shoot. Uh, it was fun to see, um, to see uh, his wife, you know, uh, uh, you know, come on set to Ryan Reynolds, and uh, you know, it was a yeah, it was a cool, 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 um, cool, fun shoot.
0: Awesome. And one I'm actually looking forward to, because I, when I was looking at this, I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. Um, a father's son um, about uh, torn between his identity and his community of his community in the NYPD, Detective Jack Yu, which is played by Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show, which yeah, I love Ronnie Chang. And I like yeah, crazy changes as well. I thought, I was like, yeah, that's... Looks like
2: and it was just announced that he's, um he, he, he wasn't able to announce it, but he's now, he's in the new Shang Chi movie, the Marvel okay. Shang Chi movie, yeah. coming up uh, later on this year, if it doesn't delay. But right. he so he's in that, and they were shooting it. Had to be it was hush hush, but yeah, that's gonna be cool. Right,
0: awesome. Um, but yeah, he basically uh, he delivers news of a son's murder to the victim's parents at the height of a gang turf war in Manhattan's Chinatown. And a lot of great actors in this movie. That you know, if I were to read off names, people won't. May not know offhand, but as soon as they see pictures, will be like, "I see that, I see that person, this and this and this and this." You know, because it's a lot of. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ronnie Chang. Uh, is it Ma? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Tai Ma. Uh, oh, tai Ma. Okay. There's a hey. lot. Yeah. A new coming series. Yeah, it looks great, and I guess it's based on a book series.
2: Yeah. Is- it's It's by Henry Chang, and uh, and it's directed by Patrick Chen, and that's gonna be uh, so that's exciting. It's it's they're in post right now. I just got a, a, a message from Patrick and it's, it's, they're getting the on some color grading now and it's going to be released soon. And, and that's going to be, uh, that's a short, but, but uh, they're, they're looking to, you know, to do bigger things
0: with it.
1: So it's exciting.
0: No, it looks great. I mean, just reading the synopsis and looking and seeing who all is in it, it looks amazing. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm like going to write that down and, in and, and uh definitely keep track of when it comes out and then whenever it does, I'll definitely try and find, you know, how to find it and then uh be sure everybody, you know, it's able to get a hold of it or at least, you know, find a know where they can get where they can yeah. watch it. And then uh you're gonna I guess currently in development as I guess a lot of things are. Uh Blue Swade.
2: Yeah, actually that's uh that's no longer that that project's over. Um but there is a I'm actually in a, in a movie. Well, I'm actually, I'm in a little bit of a pickle right now. I have, I have two different roles that I am uh, that will be in two weeks. So it's it's going to, I'll find out probably tomorrow, which one I do. But one of these movies is, is a movie. That's, that's uh, a huge director okay. with a start, a A-list cast that you just would not believe it's the, the bet. I literally that, top 20 actors that are it's going to be an it's a movie on netflix it is huge um and it's it's crazy so i would have to i have to quarantine uh starting next week for eight days in a hotel and uh away from my family and then we shoot because they, they it's such high level actors and it's so you know so close that um yeah it's kind of it's kind of a crazy I, you know you see them other movies with with name of actors together, like kind of big name. This is like that, you know, on, on steroids. It's like this extra, like this crazy list of actors. Uh, you probably probably know the movie, heard of the movie, but it's uh, it, it's, it's all in the trades right now.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, and then before we kind of end this, we do want to take time to talk about uh, Sound of Metal because Patrick and I have both watched it. Um, Patrick, what'd you think of this?
1: Um, I really did enjoy it. I had my earbuds in while I was watching it. So it does kind of immerse you into the effects of hearing loss, like the varying degrees of it. And um, the performances were great. Um, I did notice one of the actresses who's also in The Walking Dead, who's also who's deaf. Um, I was rooting for the the lead character, Ruben for the most part but then you know you see what his journey is I don't I want to give it away but I, I just I just really thought it overall was a really good movie because I didn't know what to expect cuz you talked about it on a previous episode and all I knew was you're amazing how they incorporated the sound aspect and I didn't watch a trailer I just went in blind other than what you said and I really enjoyed it
0: yeah I I too went in blind when I originally or when I watched that cuz there's been a lot of buzz about uh, Rizovitz, his role and how he played it and, and just how just the movie overall um, so I, I, when it dropped I was like oh yeah, um, so I watched it but um, it is when you do kind of have to pay attention, you can't just be really doing a whole it's not when you really put it on the background if you really want to watch this you know, emer- it's when you really kind of need to watch I actually would recommend watching it with either headphones or earbuds in as opposed to
1: yeah.
0: watching it with like you know, like for me watching natural sound sound bar on, I mean, it's fine, but if you actually have headphones in the way the sound design is done on it, it's amazing. Cause they did so many great, amazing choices. I don't know if it was a directorial choice or if it was, I mean, I'm sure it's collaboration between them and the, in the sound mixer and sound editor, as far as, uh, how they decide if they're going to, when the hearing goes out or they, there's some sort of weird, um, auditory change in it, how they level it out between the left and right side. And found that fascinating. And I am kind of curious how you you know in your you know in your scene with uh with Riz Ahmed, how you guys what you know what the direction was, I guess, as far as how you're supposed to treat him, because obviously he's losing his hearing. you know, I'm kind of curious what the process was for you guys to do that scene. Yeah.
2: Uh, so you're talking about like improv uh, Darius, who's the director, uh, he's very much about that. And it's just kind of like just, you know, kind of you know, go with that, go with, you know, and, and he does long cuts. And the thing is, it's all done on film. Yeah. So, uh, which is yeah. like, you know, unusual. And, and right. I, I could, oh, as a producer myself, I'm just thinking about the money, <laughs> you know, every second, I'm like, I can't are you sure you want me to go longer? Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, Riz had these, um, these actual things in his ear. So it was, so it was very, very realistic. And, uh, you know, it, he, he is very intense, you know, he, you know, great, great guy. I mean, the rap party, you know, he, we're having so much fun, but, but from the, but he takes his craft so seriously. And I mean, you know, his craft is really, you know, he's a, he, he's a, a, a real amazing actor and being with him in a scene, it, 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 it helps every, you know, it helps. It's very hard to not, be in the scene because he's so realistic yeah. and it was not like it didn't, it was not like you didn't feel like you're acting. It just felt like he, he, this guy, like this, like, Oh my God, you know, this guy who's starting to lose his hearing. Well, what's, what's this, you know, what's how, how do you help his, the scenario? Cause he's so into it and he's not like he, he he he's so immersed in this character that it helps everyone around it. Um, I mean, my scene aside, but but just other you can other scenes. I like can see like when you when you have the main person so uh, inhabiting the role, it 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 helps everyone else.
0: Yeah, you can, and that's one thing. I because I'm watching, I'm like, and I've always liked. Um, I mean, obviously, I think I first remember seeing him in like Rogue One, but then. Um, but then seeing him in, I think it's the night of. I think it's the show he was. At the age uh, of yeah, that he was absolutely phenomenal in. Um, Spider-Man Two. So, uh,
2: the the fan, the Venom.
0: Venom. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, York like that one. I I liked him in it. I didn't even like. I don't know I liked him, and I did like Tom Hardy. I just needed more from it, <laughs> but but I did like. But the characters. Yeah, he was. So, I was like. Oh, he's playing a bad. He's playing a really good bad guy. He just the story needed work, but the acting was both great on both of theirs. Um, but yeah, he's just he is very intense. I guess is a good way, and um, and it definitely comes through in here. And and kind of like you, Patrick. Like I was trying to root for him, but at the same time, I'm like, there's you kind of lose your way. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of being a douche. But yeah, that, again, that's just bringing more reality to it because, True. honestly, what would you do in these circumstances? You know, yeah, and it, <clears throat> kind of thing. Well, so I'm trying to root one, but not the way I would have done it. But then again, at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe it's just not how I wanted the movie to go. But I might have actually done, kind of done the same thing too. I don't know. Until I'm placed in that type of situation, um, but yeah, it was very. It was very well done, and it's definitely deserving the praise it's getting. Um, I know he was a New York Film Critics, I think, was the one I saw that came out um, a day or two ago. I think he they gave Best Actor to him, and I can't remember if Sound of Metal got Best from, or got Runner Up. I think he got Runner Up next to Nomad but I know resume I think they picked him for their Best Actor for the role for the, series, or for the season. Um, I think it's and as I'm watching this, and you know, I kind of funny thing is, I just I think I just reached out to you to do the show or to do the podcast um, right around when this came out, and I just hadn't watched it yet. And then I watched, and you know, I was already planning on watching that. Watching, I saw you. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot He was. And I was actually like, oh yeah, I forgot Michael's in this. And then I was like, oh great, this will give me something else to talk to him about. <laughs> but you know, and and you know, as we. You know, as you were talking earlier about representation, not only just for Asian Americans and just, uh, you know, people going just in general, in general, but now, you know, if you think about it, I got, as more of a, you know, I was watching this, I go, wow. There really also needs to be more representation with people with suffering from hearing loss and the deaf and that you can be an actor and have those and have those, but yet still be able to act and, and give an outstanding performance. So that's something I kind of, as we kind of progress and move on, I'd like to see more of myself. So, um. yeah, I agree. And, and that's, and that's, uh, and there's some, you know,
2: great performances from, from, you know, uh, deaf actors in the movie and uh, it's done, it's, you're seeing more representation in theater uh, and not as much in film and TV, but it's starting to, you're starting to see that happening and it's great because you can see the it it, it, there are these stories that we just that are out there that we just you know that I never really thought about like I didn't think about like what it would be like if you were you know someone who's hearing uh who never had hearing or someone who lost it and kind of like the new technology and this I I didn't know any of this stuff so it was it was quite quite educational
0: yeah and that's and agreed on that one too and I've never lost my hearing but I've I mean, God, I've had more of my future like air infections. I was plagued with them as a kid. And then I used to play I would say I used to play drums in, in like high school, but I wasn't I played them. I didn't say I played them well. <laughs> my brother was one that played them a lot better. And I never could get down to drum kit. I just didn't have the coordination. I could play everything but the bass drum or I could play just the bass drum with my foot but I couldn't get it all to work at, uh, together. Um, but yeah, and so going from that and then just like I'd, a, lot of it kind of reminded me of like whenever you pass out and you come to, and you have you get I just call it the fuzzies, but you know it's you know because you're dehydrated and everything, so your brain's trying to get rehydrated somehow. I guess I don't know how that works, um, but you know you come in to and you kind of you can't really hear; it's muffled and it just it kind of you know they kind of try and they do a good job of trying to kind of almost mimic that, but to a point. You know, when he first starts losing it and then it becomes worse when he's just and how they at the very beginning of the movie like to put the guitar or i mean they put he puts the record on he starts the coffee he starts making breakfast and you hear every single sound that every single thing makes Is then cut to later in the movie where he's doing the exact same thing and there's nothing because he doesn't hear anything he's, or he's told through his point of view which i think is great so any scene that has him he does not, you can't hear anything. He can't. And it just adds more to it. And yeah, I just, more people need to see this movie, I think.
2: Yeah. So there, it's getting a lot of buzz and um, it'll be exciting for the award season. This is the, this will be the first time uh, in award season uh, that he's kind of, you know, he's, that that I'll be in that you know, in a movie that I'm in that uh, is, is kind of leading in that or right in the mix there. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes, especially also in this kind of COVID time frame. So when, when like Lucky Grandma had its, we were supposed to have our theatrical release um, in August and we had to do a, a virtual one in May, uh, which was really kind of crazy, good and bad in different ways um, as an actor, good and bad as well. But uh, this is going to be interesting and, and to kind of how will the Oscars and how will, The Gotham Awards and the, you know, all the SAG Awards, how all that stuff happened with, uh, you know, with our times now. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun the next few months.
0: Agreed. So I'll be, we always kind of monitor those because we, I mean, we know how awards, I mean, we're not naive, I guess is a good way to put it, as, you know, but we still enjoy watching them and still enjoy trying to pick and try and see how, see if we could kind of get in the minds to kind of see if our picks. Yeah. Yeah. And then every year we do a, at least for the Oscars, every year we do a contest so, with our listeners. Oh, cool. And then, you know, I usually try and find something we can give as, like, some sort of prize and everything. Um, uh, two years ago, I lost, or I was two away from winning, but a co-worker won. And then uh, last year, I I won by, I think, one.
1: So, oh, wow. um, yeah,
2: uh,
0: it's very exciting. And um, we're definitely, I know Patrick and I are both rooting. We both had Lucky Grandma. Uh, for our in our best worst or in our best category for our best worst episode, I also had. Uh, I don't think Patrick had watched it yet, Um but I also had Sound of Metal in our in my uh, best category. But I don't think Patrick had watched it yet, so he wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. That
2: anyway. Two very different movies. Yeah. <laughs> two very different styles. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Exactly. But you're also. But look at that. You're you're the only person that's made it in two of my two of my best movies in the same <laughs> year, so there you go. I had to <laughs> forward, sorry, but congratulations. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess we we'll probably need to wrap it up. Um, Patrick, you got anything?
1: Um, no, other than just appreciate you coming on and letting us pick your brain a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, Deuce. j Hall, <laughs> J-2. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: there was even, there was even a I'll, and I'll, I'll be, I'm a, I'm old enough now. I don't mind admitting it. There was one year in college when I was, <laughs> where I tried to get this to become a thing, and never. Thank God, it never. It only took off in one class and quickly stopped because I realized how slightly <laughs> arrogant and stupid it sounded. But now it's just funny because you know, twenty some years later. I tried to get the word I tried to get my nickname for Hollywood started, but it's but it's played off my last name though. It's H A L L E W O O D. Made it through one history class like that and then yeah. Thank God that stopped. That was a bad idea.
2: Well that my my uh that's what my hockey
0: friends uh call me. So
2: oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. not the H A L but it's funny. Yeah,
0: that's all right. Um, um, thank you again, Michael, for joining us. Um, anytime you open an invitation, anytime you want to come back on and talk, uh, anything you got going on, um, latest project, whenever um, more stuff becomes available to where you can talk about um, things you're a part of, and uh, really just anything, you open an invitation. We uh, we are very appreciative, and we really yeah.
2: Thank you so much for for having me on. I, I, great great talking to you guys, and and yeah, this if I do this, I, I have two choices. And it's going to be coming out in the next few days. But if I do this other movie, it's you'll it'll be one of your one of the things at least to talk about. We'll okay. see how good it'll be. But I don't know about that. But
0: but in terms of the of the splash thing, it's going to be big. So awesome. Yeah. Well, that's right. very exciting. I, now we're you know now you got at least our attention. We're like, oh, we'll just but we'll be patient. <laughs>
2: we'll be patient. Yeah, I'll, actually, I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it on the uh the chat here.
0: Um. But yeah. uh this has definitely been um, – this has definitely uh, been awesome for me, for sure. And, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to – you know, I won't – again, I won't uh, speak to – Pat. you know, I won't say much for, uh, speak for Patrick, but at least for me, thank you again for joining us. Um, we, uh, we are definitely very appreciative. Cool. Thank you for your time.
2: All right, guys. Take care
1: thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment
2: please rate and review it helps us out a lot
0: also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids you can find us on twitter at pa
2: movie podcast and on instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie
0: underscore pod be sure to join our facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in all the fun.